Well, Terry, welcome to the Edge Broadcast. It's your first time here. Hopefully, you have a good time. Uh, this is um, kind of a free will interview type situation here, but uh, we may not stay directly on uh, on topic. We'll we'll see where the uh, stream of consciousness leads us. But boy, what an exciting and perfect uh, bio for this type of program. Over the years, I've had so many people on the show talking about really. All, all sorts of things. Of course, it says here you're a strong born-again Christian, uh, extraterrestrial, paranormal, demonologist. I mean, you, you're kind of like all rolled into one. So really, it's like I'm, I get to interview a guest. Uh, I get four or five guests at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so, huh? The full enchilada here. Well, I guess when you live long enough, you, you get a lot of experiences under your belt, you know. And I've been blessed to live a pretty long time. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm uh, I'm uh, pronouncing more long life on you because we're all about life on this program. In fact, I would say that this program is a life extender, and people watch it just so they can add some years to their life. That's good. And by the way, you okay. got an you got an excellent camera. I appreciate that. Good. Thanks. So that looks good. All right. Well, um, spiritual beings on a human journey. Absolutely. What makes us spiritual? What part of us is spiritual? Well, I believe we were created in the image of God, so that already brings us into the body, soul, and spirit. So we are a triune being, I do believe that. And um, that is where our spirit comes from, and I also believe that the spirit is the part of us, uh, until we leave this body, it anchors us to the earth, it keeps us here. So, uh, did I answer your question? <laughs> uh, you you did you did, but let's let's go a little bit further here. Uh, sure. I, and, and you know, if, if I can't, my, my my job tonight is to is for for somewhere in the course conversation, and you say, you know, nobody's ever asked me that, so I'm working really hard on, <laughs> on that. And then I've got people, I've already primed the people watching the program on our YouTube channel and on our website in the live chat. I said I want the best questions you got about tonight's topic. We're talking about demonology, extraterrestrials, paranormal, yeah. supernatural. But in the body, where does the spirit reside? Is it in our? Is it go along with us? Is it floating? Is it is it attached to something? Where is it? Well, that's a great question, and I can answer that because about ten years ago, maybe twelve actually, um, I had a experience where I was dealing with a demonic force, and I came to a place where I was so absolutely full of fear that I was the terminology frozen in fear mm -hmm. it's real that's not just something people say it happens I was frozen in fear and the spirit literally came out of me and I was looking at the back of my head that's right I was looking at the spirit being I was looking at the back of my own head my wow. hair it you look exactly exactly like your spirit so that's why I believe when we die and we go to the next realm I would know you because if I knew you in this life and I could identify you um, I would be able to tell oh you know that's Daniel on or I would be able to see anybody else and recognize them because we actually look like this in the spirit so our spirit is completely within us and I'm sure of that I had a spiritual experience about 25 years ago where the Lord came in the in the evening and took me out of my body called me out of my body and simply just said come and my whole being left and I remember 
looking at my hands and looking at my feet. That had never happened to me before, so I left my body, as many people do in the death and dying experience, and I've also had that, and I've seen it that way too. I want you to know that I only speak Dan, from my own personal experiences. I don't have to read books about what's going on out there, and I don't have to listen to a ton of testimonies. If it has happened to me, then I know that I know that I know that that happens to be a fact. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm sharing, my own personal experiences. And in each segment, each time I had these experiences, it was the exact same experience, even though one was extraterrestrial, one was uh, dealing with the demonic, one was dealing with God himself, my spirit is exactly this. And it, when it leaves you, it just rises up and, and leaves you. There is some talk from scientists from years ago that your body actually loses a quarter ounce when you die, and mm -hmm. that's your spirit leaving. Mm -hmm. By the way, uh, on our on our website is a poll. We have a couple polls, and the first poll is always relegated to the guest topic, uh -huh. and it says, what are aliens? And the choices there are demons, beings from another planet, humans from the future, Nephilim, no such thing, or wait until after the interview. And let's go check the results. Right now, uh, Terry, the demons, aliens or demons is 38%, humans from the future, 19, wait till after the interview, 14. Now, I kind of like to wait to, uh, I'm glad we put the wait till after the interview, because that tells me that people are being open-minded about it. By the way, just a little housekeeping here, also joining us uh, in the live chat, uh, Chang Wu Kang is in there, TJ Tucker and Granny from, uh, from uh, who's been a long-time viewer of this program. Well, uh, Terry, okay, so we've got, we've got a, a spirit that looks like us. Now, we had a near-death experience person on the program that said that when you die, you, whatever age you are, I guess if you're young or you're old, you always go around to the 30 realm, 30 years. Have you heard that? Do you believe that's true? I do believe it's true only because I saw myself. And at the time, the one experience did happen to me. I was 32 years old. And I looked at my fingers, and I thought, wow, look at that. You know, and and I kept uh, like ad admiring the difference in the skin and everything because it was a spirit skin. It wasn't my human body there, and I was naked, and I had absolutely not one care in the world. I remember going, "Oh, look at that! I'm completely naked." And now, any other time, I'd have been screaming and looking for something because that's the sin nature in us, so to speak, and uh, I didn't care, and, and I said to myself, this is so bizarre, I don't even care, you know, so obviously, you know, and, and the Lord spoke to me that night, and I had, a, I had a vision, you know, I had a couple things happen to me, my life has been like that, uh, that's just how it has always been for me, so, you know, so, so it you was were... very cool to, to see that about my physical body in another realm. Now, where, where were you when you saw yourself naked? I had been taken out of my body. I had been placed in this huge, uh, it seemed like a glass bubble almost, but it was going millions of miles an hour. It was going so fast. I could see the stars going past me, and it was amazing. And I said to myself, wow, I don't have any clothes on. I'm not cold. My hair isn't flying behind me. My hair was all just laying right here like this. And I thought, 
I'm going so fast. And it was like a huge bubble. I could actually uh, see this cosmos going past me. And I thought, the G-force here would kill me. How is this? How am I just standing here? And I'm like a ball hurtling through space. And I had an angelic being to my left who never allowed me to see him. In spiritual realms, I'm never able to see the angelic uh, host who is taking me. In in other times, in uh dealing with extraterrestrials, I always see the extraterrestrial. If I'm dealing in a demonic situation, I, I can always see the demon. But when it's one of God's angels, I don't see them, but I do see a very powerful light. Well, I don't want to go too much into a rabbit trail there, but anyway, mm -hmm. back to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Let's get to, uh, by the way, joining us uh, additionally is uh, Raul Sanchez and Teflon Code all in the live chat. If you have a question for tonight's guest, uh, put your questions in the ch in the chat, um, either in the YouTube channel or in the website there, and, and uh, Jade will get it over here to me. All right. Put you away first, says Terry. What do you think the best icebreaker question is to tell someone the good news of what wait, awaits for us after this life. Well, I am so excited because I have had a death and dying experience and I have been there. I have seen this amazing, glorious, uh, powerful place that we are going beyond here. And it is so beautiful. Grass is living. Flowers are alive like they are not here. Colors are so much more vibrant and powerful everything is alive everything is at peace and there's such a love where we're going so if someone has fears I like to comfort their heart and say oh my goodness you'll look back and go why didn't I leave sooner or you know not that anybody should I don't think that we're allowed to do that but we have a designated time from birth to grave that I do believe the Lord allows us to walk and you know it's Coming here is a learning place. This is a journey. We're on a journey together. We're all walking each other home. Nobody's, you know, um, got any corner on what's, you know, mm -hmm. the better way to go or this or that or whatever. I mean, we're all going in the same direction, learning the same thing. Some of us faster than others. Uh, some of us not at all. It blows me away to meet someone in their 80s or even 90s that has no clue what I'm talking about. And even some Christians, they claim to know God, but when questioned about the scriptures and what it's really all about, they really don't have a clue. This is a personal thing, you know, um, walking this walk and going through all that we're going through. Uh, boy, my lights are... Uh, can you see the changes in the lights? No, it's okay. It's good. <laughs> I, I find it so funny when I start talking about certain things, my lights go crazy hmm. in this house. <laughs> kind, of a, kind of a sign from the, other, the, the outer so world. If you see something behind me, you'll have to let me know because I'm not looking at the camera. <laughs> no, it, it looks good. I like the faded part. That's a pretty cool effect. All right, Teflon Coat says, Terry, um, it says, have you worked with angels or other God-empowered entities... I have. Uh, I have had angels come in to my home and poo, there they are. And uh, the, at one time I remember saying to the Lord, good Lord, when they come, it's so frightening. They just pop in and they're standing right there. And they weren't there a second ago. You know, it's so frightening to me. 
And I, I regret having ever said that because ever since I said that, they haven't come. But before that, I have had at least four different angels come and speak to me or point and guide me in something that I was, you know, really needing answers for. And uh, they are the most beautiful beings. They are chiseled perfection. And they really do look like something Michelangelo uh, would have created. They're so beautiful. And they are, they, you know, they're always white. Uh, the one that came <clears throat> uh, this one particular time back in the 70s got right up close to me and, and was speaking through like a mental telepathy to me. And I was receiving what he was saying. But I was mesmerized. He actually had blue eyes and a little bit of a pink on his cheeks. And his hair was white and curly and he was in a, a long white gown. Um, so the only real um, work I've done with them is listening to them guide me. You know, I mean, I don't actually call on them. I don't believe that that's a necessity. But if they come to me, I listen and uh, I'm guided. Have they, have they gave you information that you could tell us that there's no way a human could know that? I don't have anything like that, no. Uh, they have always just guided me in my journey here. And I've had different difficulties in my life like we all have that have been really heart-wrenching and difficult to live through and go through, mostly because of all of the demonic activities that I've had to deal with from a very young age. So mm -hmm. I grew up dealing with these things when the rest of you were all watching, you know, um, uh, Captain Kangaroo, I was trying to deal with what the hell was that last night? You know, and oh, beep, I'm not supposed to say that. Well, let's, word, let's, let's just talk about what the hell was going on in your past. What was the first uh, demonic activity that you saw? Well, when I was five years old, I was out in the front yard playing with my brother Joe and the Becker children across the street who lived across the street from us back in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were all just talking and running around like kids do at a young age. And um, of course, we're not supposed to really leave the yard, but my brother was just going to go across the street and play ball with you know the Beckers and they asked me if I wanted to come and play ball I said no so I stayed in the front yard and I was just standing there and I heard a man call my voice uh, call my voice call my name <laughs> right. I heard a voice of a man call my name mm -hmm. and I thought that's not my dad but maybe it was my dad and I turned around to look at the house we had a tri-level home in the side of this hill and he always would stand right on that second level on the porch by the big front window and he wasn't there so I didn't see him but I heard Terry and then I looked all around and I thought okay then I heard it again and just just like that Terry and I thought okay it, it's got to be my dad so I looked around again it wasn't my father I heard it one more time and at that point I looked up and as I looked up I was looking up in the sky across the cornfields and in the sky stood a man and I thought what you know and I was only five 
And so at five, you don't know much, but the one thing you do know is people don't walk around in the sky. Okay, so <laughs> no. that scared the pejesus out of me. And I started running backwards while I was looking at this, and I thought to myself, what is that? And and I heard him calling my name, and I did turn around, and he was closer. He had come down closer to me. I ran into the house, threw the door open. My dad was standing in the kitchen. I'll never forget it. It's embedded in my heart and soul. He had a, a little, uh, like, a dry towel thrown over his shoulder. He was helping my stepmother uh, do dishes. And I started screaming, Daddy, Daddy, there's a man standing out in the sky. And my father just looked at me and, you know, okay, Teresa doll, you know, go on upstairs and get ready for dinner, you know, go on and uh, wash up. And, and I said, Daddy, there's a man outside standing in the sky. And my father didn't even acknowledge it. That was a problem because now I had just been through something so freaking bizarre and I was alone. Nobody was listening. When you're little, you don't think that they're thinking you're lying. You just think they're not listening to me. You know, I didn't even know about lying at five years well, old. You what, know, what I, did, what, that just what, wasn't part of who I was, you know. What, what, did, and, what, what did the man look like? Well, he looked, he had a, a white robe with a blue sash, and I remember the blue sash was kind of blowing, and I don't know if he were an angel or if he, you know, what exactly he was. I can honestly say I don't know. Well, uh, well Terry, isn't there a, 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 something out there called a flying humanoids? Is, would that be considered a flying humanoid? Well, it was a flying human form, but I don't know that it was a flying humanoid. I, I've never seen that again. I've never seen that since I was five. And I thought it could either have been a bad angel or a good angel, but I, I didn't know what it was. It could have been something demonic. It could have been something good. I ran screaming. So whatever it was did not connect with me, uh, didn't speak to me. I just knew from that point on in my life, bizarre things happened. And they just kept happening. Not to my siblings, not to my parents, to me. And, you know, that's just how it Okay, all so do you do you feel like in any way you were chosen particularly to see these types of uh, anomalies? I'm positive I was chosen because later on in life, when I was 21 years old, I had a vision uh, come to me and uh, it was actually a vision of the Lord and he said to me you are my chosen child and I said chosen chosen for what and and he gave me something which I reached out to get which I could not physically see but I felt it and as I brought it to me it just kept coming at me and in me and uh, I felt the power of whatever it was he gave me. And I really believe that I've been chosen to just be a voice, to stand up for what's true, what's right, what happens. So many people have experiences in this life. People cannot relate to them. They don't know how to discuss it with people. I can help those people. Mm -hmm. If they share with me what's been happening, if it's demonic, I can help them. I can rebuke it. I can cleanse things. I can also just simply 
uh, pray with them. If it's uh, angelic, if it's something good, sometimes the Lord gives me a word of knowledge and I understand what he's trying to say to that person and I can kind of uh, intervene and share my thoughts just by praying about what's mm -hmm. happening with them. Mm -hmm. So you've dealt with demons. Absolutely. And what is what is what is uh, Terry Lynn Keel's definition of a demon? What exactly is it? Well, there's many different kinds. You know, there's full-bodied apparitions. Uh, there's uh, spirit manifestations, possessions, poltergeist, uh, different type of conjuring spirits. Um, some that are um, shadow kind of people, apports. You know, those are the ones that can throw things around and move things, including people. And uh, just uh, skinwalkers, you know, there's all these different types. So when you say, what is a demon? Well, that's like saying, you know, what does somebody look like? I mean, it mm -hmm. depends on their makeup and where they're coming from. There's, you know, all, <clears throat> all forms. And uh, unfortunately, I have had a, I tell people probably the most scary uh, demon, well, there's two, uh, when I was 16, I was with some friends, and it was my birthday, and they wanted to give me, you know, a birthday present, blah, blah, blah. Come on over to the apartment. Let's sit and, ha you know, and all this. And um, I never smoked. I was not a drinker. I was not really a drug taker. You know, I tried a few things, but it just wasn't my bag, you know. Um, and uh, they wanted me to try this pot and I said no I, you know, I'm not interested in it and um, and so we're sitting there and they're both sitting like uh, we're, we're kind of in a little circle one is to my right one is to my left and then I'm here almost like a you know a triangle and all of a sudden out of the, my left eye I saw this apparition and it started on the floor and it looked like somebody was burning smoke or incense or something, but there was just the three of us there. And it was in this very room in this little apartment. It was like a little kitchen with a little living room right there. We were in the living room. We could all see the kitchen. And it started on the floor and started coming up and coming up and coming up. And pretty soon it was about five, maybe five, 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 six, and a face started appearing in it. And they saw it, I saw it, we all sat shocked. They were stoned. Whoa. I was not. And I'm like, <laughs> not. are you guys seeing this? And they're seeing it. And they got so scared, they got up and ran down the, the, the stairs to this apartment out into the front, left me sitting there because I was so shocked I couldn't move and it came right at me. I mean it came into mm -hmm. my face. Whoa. And pardon me? Whoa. I just said whoa. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you asked me a question. <laughs> wow. And so um <clears throat> that would have been all fine and dandy of an experience except it burned my eyes. And I ended up in the hospital that night because in my left eye still to this day I just moved to Paris I lived in Florida in St. Petersburg Florida for so long and when this all happened I was in St. Petersburg Florida and um, the thing that is so bizarre is the uh, ophthalmologist said did you have a really bad accident have you ever had suffered a really bad accident I said no sir never been in an accident have you ever been punched in the eye and I said no 
and because uh, I was getting these glasses and he said boy uh, you've got a real problem with that left eye I said boy I sure do and and I hmm. said and it does bother me from time to time hey, uh, that's hey, the Carrie. eye that got burned that night and I'm still all these years later dealing with it better now. Hmm. okay let's get some more questions here for you um, now a lot of a lot of Christians believe that anything weird is a demon are, right. are are aliens demons or are they a hodgepodge of demons and other type of spooky entities? No, they're none of that. Uh, aliens are aliens. They're created beings. I do believe that God created us in his image, body, soul, and spirit. He created horses, not in his image, cows, dogs, fish, octopus, and extraterrestrials. They're not in his image, but they are living, they are alive, they are beings. And, and you know, horses... Uh, you know, they gallop around, they live on the earth with us, dogs, cats, all of this. Extraterrestrials do not live on the earth with us. They do now. I mean, they've been here for a very long time. But this is not where they're from. They're actually from other places in the universe. And they are very other than we are. They are nothing like us. He did not create them to... Uh, have relationships with us they don't have the wherewithal you know people tell me oh I was raped by an alien I'm like no honey that was a hot dream you just had a wet dream or something that did not happen no. because they do not have the wherewithal <laughs> did she just say that <laughs> uh oh am I in trouble to no, say that not on this program oh okay I, I don't want to break any of your rules I don't have any rules <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Well, they just don't. And uh, there's hybrids that may, but extraterrestrials themselves, like the tall white that I saw, uh, they don't wear clothes. They don't need clothes. Yeah, in my alien healing, uh, I also had a very strange, very strange uh, looking reptilian creature. And uh, he wasn't there for any of those reasons either. They're there for very specific reasons when they come. And I do believe that, you know, they acknowledge God. They know who the creator of them are. But to them, they don't need salvation. So it's not like they have to have a relationship with Jesus. We do. We're here. We're in the land of the living, as Genesis says. They're in a different it's just a completely different ball game for them, but they are alive. Mm. Okay, let's get some more questions here. Australian Ben says, Terry, John 10, 9 speaks about a door to the Lord. Are you familiar with the symbology behind room 101, and is this the key of David as spoken of in Revelation 3, 7, and 8? A door to the Lord. He stands at the door of our hearts, and he knocks. I don't know about another door per se that we enter, um, so I'm not. I'd have to have my my Bible right in front of me, mm -hmm. and I didn't bring it. I didn't know you'd ask me those questions, so uh -huh. I would look and I would I would look it up for oh, him. Oh, that's okay. I've got a lot of yeah. lot of lot of questions coming in. Um, Geo says, Terry, are you familiar with Father Father Malachi Martin and does his and his ideas on demon possession? I have heard his name, but no. Like I said earlier, I try not to read into what other people have um, really experienced a lot. I mean, I have a few people, Preston Dent and a couple other people, mm -hmm. uh, that have had um, 
healings, alien healings and that sort of thing. But the reason I don't is because I've always said to the Lord, I can't talk about what happened to somebody else. I wasn't there. It didn't happen to me. I can only tell you what happened to me. And, you know, the Lord mm. is, in my my estimation, I mean, he is the final authority. He is the only authority. And uh, I have no issue with that. I have no problem with that. You can, know? Can I know a, a lot of people do. Can a, uh, can a Christian be saved and have a demon? I do think that they can be they can be saved and they can be oppressed by a spirit they can definitely have um, deaf and dumb spirits they can have familiar spirits they can have different types of spirits can come on people if you have a heart that is not really following after the Lord then anything can really happen to you you know you can deviate from God's path he said you know if you love me, keep my commandments and do what I tell you to do. And a lot of people don't, you know. And I think that, like, some Christians I know actually use the Ouija board to talk to their dead parents and things like that. And I'm like, those aren't your parents you're talking to. You're being tricked. You know, <laughs> yeah. why would you think you could reach your parents through a Ouija board? You know, get on your knees and pray and ask the Lord to, you know, uh, lighten your heart and your heavy load, you know, and the burden that you're facing. So, but so have you cast out demons? I have, yes. Uh -huh. uh, have you seen a demon? Oh, yes, I have. What yeah. do they look like? Well, again, different demons. Uh, it's It's... However they are, there's not just one form of demonic activity in an evil presence. The one that I saw that I told you about that, you know, came up out of like almost an ectoplasm, kind of a smoke, that was one. That was very, very frightening, and it affected my eye. The other one, I was at home. I had been married. I had two little children and a boyfriend that I knew from uh, like being 17 and 18. Um showed up at in my door in my bedroom in the house and I said John what are you doing in my house and he was standing in the doorway and I mean it was like I could get up and touch him he had on Harachi sandals he had on his little you know uh, deadhead shirt he had on a pair of blue jeans and uh, you know a, a leather belt and I'm like my god that's exactly that's exactly him hmm. but it wasn't him and then I said, John, what are you doing in my bedroom? And this thing looked at me, and this very demonic, frightening face came upon this demonic uh, presence, and it started spinning in a tornadic spin, scared me beyond control. I couldn't even move. I was frozen again in fear because I had to overcome this but I had never had this experience and I believe the Lord allowed me to go through it so that I could see that some spirits some demonic activities can actually become full bodied apparitions I could have gotten up and touched this thing thank God I didn't mm -hmm. but as I sat there looking at it and it was doing this tornadic spin I heard the Lord say to me say my name 
I couldn't think of the Lord's name. Fear is so powerful when it grips you. I was like, how could I not know my, my Savior's name, my Lord's name? And then I was like, I heard him say, see it. And I'm like, see it. Okay, see it. Okay, I know it starts. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, and, and I went through this thing where I could not, I was so scared. I couldn't even think and see it. And then all of a sudden I said, I, I think there's a, a J and I saw the J. And then again, mm-hmm. you know, just to save time, I saw an E and then I saw an S and I still couldn't say Jesus. And then I said, I think there's a U. Jesus! In the minute I screamed the Lord's name, this is why his name is so powerful. That thing turned around from its tornadic spin, went down the hall, slammed a door so loud. I jumped up. I was released from my fear momentarily. I ran out into the front street and stood out in the front street. And I... This is such a beautiful story because I had no idea this was going to happen. But I thought to myself, oh my God, it ran into the children's bedroom. I can't leave that demon in there. I've got to get back in the house and get that thing out of there. And I'm like, Lord, Lord, you got to be kidding me. Help me, help me. And I opened the front door and I turned on the lights. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning, but it was light as heck. But I'm still turning on the lights. I was so scared. And... I started up through the living room and then I came up into the den and then I came up into the dining room and then I came up into the hallway that was going to go down to where the children were and I was so scared I was moving very slow and I was shaking and I kept begging God to be with me help me anoint me help me you know I don't know what I'm going to see I don't know if I can see that face again and I said but father I have to do what I have to do I put my hand Daniel on the doorknob to the boy's bedroom that had been slammed shut Mm -hmm. and the most powerful amazing thing happened to me I was so full of power it's like I had walked through the valley of the shadow of death and I was fearing no evil I was fearing but I was still Mm -hmm. putting one foot in front of the other and when I put my hand on that door it was like God said you have everything you need dear open that door and man the power was on me and I went from being scared and shaking to where are you I am coming in after you and you are getting out of here and I went in that room I opened the door there was nothing there Hmm. and I stood in that room and I said I can't see you but I know you came in here and I command you out in the name of Jesus and I I was so angry at the spirit for having put me through such fear the thing that happened there, the takeaway, was never again was I afraid of a demonic. When they came to me, I thought, uh, the heck you are. You are not doing anything here. That God is with me. He will not allow these things to happen. You know, and if he does, he's training and teaching me for whatever, you know, I guess we're forever becoming what we will always be in eternity. So when I get there, whatever sword or whatever shield I have to have he's preparing me for it right here and I think he's doing that with all of us Mm -hmm. you know actually Mm -hmm. have you met Jesus well like I told you I did have an experience when I was 21 where he appeared to me and called me his chosen child 
And I, I bet you want to know what he looked like. No. <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Okay. I, but I know, every, right. I, I know every interview is going to ask you that question. Nine. Go on. And uh, he was pure white. The the Shikana glory was beyond measure. There are no words, really. There truly are no physical words that we know in our language to describe his beauty and his, his majesty and his glory and his power. It's unbelievable. And as I stood there looking at him, I thought, oh my God, he is beautiful beyond any description. And it was just so amazing to me. And he said to me, I am the Alpha and the Omega, your resurrection. And I kind of laughed and I went, my resurrection I'm 21 years old I'm in perfect health I'm not dead and the minute that that left my mouth boom my body hit the floor and I was completely and totally dead and I was in a very black place and he had come to introduce himself to me and <laughs> go figure I wasn't looking for Jesus but Jesus actually always is wooing us to himself and I was in this dark place. My eyes were open, and this is so beautiful. My eyes were open, but I couldn't see. My ears were on my head still, but I couldn't hear. And he, he actually told me I had eyes that didn't see and ears that didn't hear. And it was something he was telling me in my heart, and I thought, what? What kind of talk is that? And little did I know it was scripture because, see, at the time I wasn't a Christian. And so I had no idea. And I laid in the dark, and all of a sudden I started crying. I said, I want to live. I, I want to live. I want to live. I didn't know what else to say. And I started feeling this crack at the very top of my head, and it, it just went all the way through my being, right down to my big toe. And it was very slow. This did not happen quickly. I mean, I was being dealt with. I was being rebuked. I was being bound by the Lord. I was being, I was getting a data dump from God. And it was so amazing. And I did say to him, I just want to live. Don't let me die. I want to live. Because the fear of death in that darkness, when your eyes are wide open, and no matter which way you turn, you see nothing but pure pitch black. And all of a sudden, in the room, he stood me to my feet and now my eyes when I opened them all of a sudden I was back in that room where I had hit the floor and there were other people in the room and they saw me rise up from the floor without using my hands or my legs I just kind of came up and they were so freaked out these two other folks and uh, they were like in shock and I thought you think you're in shock you know oh my god what just happened to me and as I stood there that's when he came up to me and said you are my chosen child and that's when I said chosen for what and that's when he gave me these gifts and ever since then uh, I can tell you that everything in the book of Revelation that John saw on the Isle of Patmos with, with God his voice has a a reverb and a powerful vibration that cannot be explained except that when you hear it you don't speak back you do not question I hear people say oh well I get to heaven I'm gonna say this 
you aren't saying anything. Your face is going to hit the floor. Your knees are going to hit the floor. And you're not going to talk in his presence because that is how powerful he is. You know, he's not there to play games. And he, whenever he speaks to me, it's only what I need to hear. It's not all this chatter and all this, you know, and people say, oh, the Lord said this. The Lord. I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. You know, I don't think that's true because when he speaks to me, he's he does not mince his words. And... Uh, it's so powerful. I mean, uh, that is all I can say, and that's where I'm coming from. That's yeah. who I am. Did, I am did, a born-again, spirit-filled Christian who believes in God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and I believe mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit has his hand on me, and, uh, you know, people say, oh, how can you say that and still mm -hmm. be a part of MUFON, the mutual UFO network, and how can you know about extraterrestrials? Well, God created them. He created horses, and it doesn't seem to bother you. Mm. You know, and it doesn't bother mm -hmm. me that he created the extraterrestrials. So, so when, when you're talking to Jesus, did did it feel like? Did you feel like Moses did on the mount when he said, "Take off thy shoes, for where thou standest is the holy place." I felt that it was beyond holy where I stood, even though I had never read the Bible before that day. I hadn't read it. I was mm -hmm. not a Christian. Mm -hmm. I was living in just, you know, I was, you know, your typical little hippie kind of girl, but I didn't do the drugs, but I still liked, you know, braiding my hair and putting flowers in there and, and you know, making my mm -hmm. jeans real pretty with all the little flowers I would sew on them and everything. I was kind of like a quasi-hippie, you know. I just liked the look of it all back in the day. And, uh, you know, I really, the power in the Lord, in his eyes, I, I put my hands up at one point like this and said, don't look at me, because I could feel sin and the heaviness of sin. Mm -hmm. And uh, his, his eyes moved my hands and I'm like how is he doing that he's doing that by just looking at me that's the power uh, you don't talk back you don't act a fool you know you don't <laughs> say what you think you're going to say you uh -huh. shut your mouth and you listen to your holy father and that's that's you know, you know that's how it is <laughs> mm. be still and know that I'm God or he'll he'll shut you up I don't think I want to get to that point there um, <laughs> but he is beautiful he is amazing he is amazing he's like chiseled absolute perfection and the one thing too and I was just interviewed the other day and I shared this and I mean every time it's just like I'm I'm there five minutes ago it's so fresh in my heart because he is my savior but in, a, in any room, and even in this room with me and room you're in right there, there's all kinds of shadows in a room. In his presence, there is not one shadow. And the light bulbs are such a joke compared to his powerful light. He is a being of light, and he is so powerful. And, you know, here's something, too, that I don't know if people ever think about, but he said... My kingdom is not of this world. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, it's not of this world. And my citizenship is not on earth. I belong in the heavenly realm. And I, I believe that all of us who accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior are citizens of heaven because he promises us that if we believe in him, and we confess him before people. I'm, I could care less if people go, what a loony tune. <laughs> go ahead, bring it. You know, I'll just pray for him. But, you know, I know 
that this is what he requires of us to well, to spread the word. You know? Well, Terry, I, I think uh, on that, how you can be a member of, uh, currently sitting on the board of directors of MUFON and, and still be a, 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 a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. I mean, a lot of churches teach that, you know, if, if you believe in demons, it's like you can't, you have to, if you, if you believe in aliens, they exist, and then you just, you know, you may have to question your own salvation, and I don't know that every, there might be some demons masquerading into aliens, but there seems to be something else going on there too as well. But we've got a question here from our moderator, Jade. It says, Terry, have you ever been injured during an exorcism? No, never. I, I always anoint myself with oil and pray and ask the Lord to guide me and direct me and give me wisdom. <coughs> and one in Clearwater that I did uh, many years ago, a woman was sli slicing her wrist and uh, and ripping her hair out of her head. I mean, literally, there were you know blood in her scalp and things like that. And they called uh, my friend Brian and I. Anytime we went on exorcisms with our church, uh, it was always a male and a female. If there was a female, then a female mm -hmm. went. You know, you, you didn't send a male by himself. Right. So they needed somebody to go, and this is how I got involved in it in 1975. Um, they said we need some, we need a woman to go, and I raised my hand and said, "Heck, I'll go." <laughs> and everybody wow. looked at me like, "You idiot! <laughs> you don't want to mm -hmm. go." And I thought. The heck I do, I do. I want to understand what all this is. And it was like I was drawn to it. And then after that, I worked with Pastor Don and, and this mm -hmm. brother in the Lord, um, who is such, they're such precious people. Don has passed away, but, you know, my brother is still walking with the Lord, and he's a missionary. And uh, this girl is going on and on. She's bleeding. She told us that she killed somebody and they were floating down on the Clearwater Beach. She killed him and I'm and and immediately the Lord told me, "Now this uh, no, she just wants attention." I went, "Oh, okay, you know." And I said, "Really? You did that? How'd you do that?" "Oh, I sliced them all up with this knife and I sliced myself and she got in my car and unfortunately, blood was all over the back seat of my car and I'm like, "Man, this is stupid, but you know, <laughs> I guess I just have to do what the Lord requires of me. And and I had to get her out of this place where she, you know, was cutting herself up and she had been hiding in bushes and waiting for us to come and, and get her. And uh, we spent, uh, we went to the pastor's house after we picked her up and we prayed for her for like four or five hours that night. It was in the wee hours of the morning and I was praying and I heard the Lord say to me, Terry, rebuke her. And I said, oh, okay, because the pastor and this brother of mine were praying, and, and, and it, they were so tired, and they were so spent. And uh, then I heard the Lord say, rebuke her. All she wanted was attention, and she got it. And this is a spirit that is doing this to her. Call it out and rebuke her. And so I went up to my pastor and Brian, the other guy, and said, I think we need to just really bind this girl, rebuke this, and pull this thing out of her and call it a night. And this is such a beautiful story. <laughs> and I'll make it quick. But um, I prayed, anointed her, rebuked her, and said, you've been watching way too many TV shows, honey. I said, all this screaming and frothing at the mouth and throwing your body around. I said, these demonic entities have actually even had it with you. I'm calling them out now and I'm commanding the Holy Spirit to stop this nonsense in Jesus' name. And uh, she just stopped. 
And here, all those hours, she was screaming and growling and spitting and all. It was just really quite the show. And it was just this strong man that had a hold of her, and she was playing into it. And the minute that we rebuked her rebelliousness and her screaming and all of that, um, it stopped. Hmm. Two years later, I'm at a Christian concert, and we're all worshiping the Lord. You know, I have my eyes closed, and all of a sudden, somebody comes up from behind me and just grabs my neck and starts hugging me. And I turn around, and who is it? But it's this girl. And she said to me, I will never forget your face. She said, the Lord has saved me. I have come from a place where I was doing Ouija boards, and I was hanging with a really bad crowd, and and." God gave you that wisdom that night and everything you said was what was on my mind and in my heart and I was just wicked in every way I could be and she said and I just wanted uh, your friend Brian to be here you know and so what a beautiful story and she went on to become a missionary <laughs> uh, the picture uh, back here is uh, yes. from your coast to coast interview and yes. uh, could you tell us what this picture is yes this extraterrestrial who had called my name this one night, uh, I rolled over and I saw this extraterrestrial, uh, about four foot tall, very much uh, looking, very colorful, but he was definitely reptilian. And uh, he was holding this in his hand. It took me a while to actually see this. And I thought to myself, Lord, you've got to be kidding me. You know, and what is this? And I'm always talking to the Lord whenever anything ever goes on. And I had had a surgery at Tampa General in Florida. Uh, I lived in St. Pete, but I went to a very specific doctor to have this surgery. It was actually life-saving. I had uh, Crohn's colitis, and it, it was killing me. I had had it for two years, and I was actually dying. So I had to have it. But they never did it right. We had something go wrong in the, in the surgery, and I ended up becoming, you know, very ill. And then this night, 12 years later, I'm laying in bed, and this thing calls my name and wakes me up. <coughs> Excuse me. I do need a little bit of a drink. Mm -hmm. And... Um, <clears throat> He's holding this in his hand and he attaches it to me and I feel this thing with a, like a vibration wrapping around inside of me this particular area that had the, the uh, problem and it was getting tighter and tighter and tighter and it was getting warmer and warmer and I thought oh my gosh and I closed my eyes really really you know I was like oh Lord you know you gotta be kidding me what is going on here and uh, I didn't open my eyes for the longest time because I was—I kept feeling this, and I felt like it was going to pop. And I thought, if this thing pops, what am I dead? You know, is this how I go? You know, I, you know, we don't know. Uh, so I didn't know. And uh, the next thing I knew, I opened my eyes, and he was gone. Everything was gone, and I realized I'm not hurting. Now, why did that happen? Your guess is as good as mine. The Lord has not revealed to me why that particular thing happened. Mm -hmm. And the first words out of my mouth talking to the people that uh, were friends of mine in MUFON was just simply, 
Nobody can heal but God. How could that happen? And then later on in prayer, about maybe a month later, I was just so just not okay with it and and I was praying and saying you know come on you're the only one that can heal and the Lord said to me there's so much that you do not understand and I thought yeah no kidding I mean I'm sure I don't know much and then he said to me that we were created in his image but he created these other beings and they have gifts and talents and he said and he had created the angels in heaven and they have gifts and talents and he created those that that rebelled from him and they had gifts and talents and I'm like how true it is the fallen angels taught the women that's that you know were uh, that slept with the angels because in Genesis it says that the fallen angels favored the women uh, of uh, Adam and they slept with them and created the Nephilim and they have these giants that we know lived on the earth and they taught the angels taught them Mm -hmm. how to put makeup on their eyes and how to wear earrings in their ears and how to put different things on them to accentuate their beauty and I thought Lord you've got to be kidding and Mm -hmm. so you also created these extraterrestrials with a way to heal now as I just sat and meditated on it I'm just like Lord you know this is all way too much for this little girl I'm a simple girl but when you're dealing with me my ears are open and my eyes are open and I just want to try to understand it so what gives and I felt like he was saying to me Terry many things have different gifts and talents and you have to accept these things Mm. and so I just said okay you know all right I'll accept it it's true it's in the Bible it's factual Um, well I'm wondering I've always wondered if if some of the technology that we all have fun playing with our electronic devices if some of that technology has not been handed down from some aliens so I mean it it definitely has well I mean I mean there's a lot of people say that they've traded technology for uh, the ability of duck humans so how much of what we have has been gotten from them and I think you were actually quoting from the uh, book of Enoch where it, it says it talks about that we've got another question here it says have you ever fasted if so for what reason and how long I have fasted many times in my life and it's always the same reason just that God would clarify things that are happening to me because like I said I don't have all the answers, Daniel. I'm not some great prophet or something. I'm just me. You know, I'm just living this life and I'm sharing what has happened with me. And I started my blog. You're just just Terry the Demon Slayer. (laughs) Well, yeah, and I I do it. Anything God asks me to do, I'm not afraid to do it. And, you know, I started my blog, terryling.com, because I wanted my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren to know who their grandma was and what my life consisted of in case God passes this down on to one of my children because he already has done that with extraterrestrials. Um, My mom, when I told her about my experience with the extraterrestrials, I went to her house that night because after seeing the craft and the tall white, I was like so blown away. And I said to the Lord, you know, you've got to be kidding. Why? I'm on the 
I'm on the worship team. I teach the children. I have two little Christian boys. We evangelize. We go to nursing homes. We bless the elderly. We have a Tuesday night live Bible study. Why would you show me this crap? You know, the extraterrestrials. And, and I'm like, nothing can happen to me that you don't allow. But why? Why me? Why would you do it to me? Why don't you show the men? Show the men, you know. And it was then that the Lord said, you know, this is your journey, Terry. I'm mm -hmm. teaching you. You mm -hmm. are quickly becoming what you were forever going to be in eternity. And we're being equipped here now. And that's why all of this has happened from my childhood on. God wanted me not to fear. He wanted me not to fear. And you can't not fear unless you've mm -hmm. walked through it, you've faced it, and overcome it. And now, I have. Terry, the Bible says that in my name they'll go forth and cast out demons. Why aren't more Christians casting out demons? Because more Christians aren't paying attention to their Holy Father. And I don't believe that Christians are, they're so afraid of their own shadows. They're afraid, and you know, you mentioned something about churches. Churches are just brick and mortar. We are the church. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if we are not reading our scriptures on a daily basis, if we're not in touch with God and who he really is, if you, when I read the Bible, I read it like he's talking only to me. And I'm like, I don't know what he's doing in your life, Daniel. I don't even know what he's doing in my children's lives, but I know exactly what he's doing in my life. And so I think that's the reason that people don't. And no kidding, it's scary. What I've seen is scary. These demonic forces, these dark shadows that I've seen, and I'm like, okay, Lord, when I see a dark shadow now, you know what I do? Mm -hmm. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Get out. I, out. Well, let, out. Me, let, let me ask I don't you, care Terry. If you go into a cow or a cat, but get out of my house. Let me ask you: are, are we in some sort of dark awakening? Do you see more demon activity now than ever? I mean, is it, and I, I don't really like to use that because people are they keep quoting and they have for the last 25 years. They they would say you know uh, Matthew 24 is going to pass wars and rumors of wars pestilences. Yep. You could say 30, 40 years ago, and preachers were saying that because you know Iran bombed. Every time Iran would bomb uh, Jerusalem or uh, Israel, they would say that. And they've been, so I don't like to use that getting worse because yeah. so many people use that to, to sell something. But are we in actuality, get, is it getting worse? It is because, you know, Revelation clearly points out that as unto the days of Noah, you know, the reason that the flood came was because people were living in such sin. They were sexual sins. They were sleeping with animals. They were sleeping with little children. They were sleeping with same sexes. All these things were happening. And at that point, the Lord said, I'm sick. I, I can't believe I made man. You know, he's so pathetic. And amen. You know, we are all so wicked. It's like we all... Even myself, I rebuke myself. Sometimes I just go and stand in front of the mirror and go, I bind you in the name of Jesus. You Get your act right. You know, get your heart right before God, girl. You know, and everybody has these issues. And I feel like we are now coming into that time. I believe with all my heart and soul, the Lord is coming back. I don't care if people don't believe that. 
God bless you. I guarantee you he's coming back again. And when he does, he's going to judge all of these people in authority, all these people full of greed, and they, they serve Gog, you know, Magog. They, they, they love money. They love power. They're disgusting. You know, it's, it's everything that you should not be. There's no humility. There's no peace. There's no love. You know, look at the White House. What an embarrassment. It's a whitewashed house anymore. I, I can't even believe what's gone. Now, I'm not going to get political, but I'm just saying. I will. You know, go ahead then, because <laughs> I'm telling you. We got, we, we got, we got the inmates running the asylum over there. respect the What'd you say? I'm sorry. We got the inmates running the asylum down over there. You know, the Bible talks about every foul bird and stuff. And every time I I hear that, I think of the White House and and the administration and what they're doing, masking little kids. Give us, Lord. I mean, you you mentioned about having sex with kids. It seems like that's all they're doing. We know you got the, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, all them people. Man, just oh, more and more comes oh. out. So, I guess, Macron, right. so you got Pete drinking Tigate. the blood, wearing the red shoes, which is the dyed skin and, and, of and children you, that they've sacrificed. Give me a break to be a part of a group. You know, give me a break. This is the Lord rebuke these people. And in my prayers at night, I tell the Lord, don't let me fall asleep. Let me just keep praying. You know, don't let me fall asleep when I'm in my prayers. But, you know, then sometimes I do and I get so angry I'm like I need to keep praying for these children please father release these kids that have sick disgusting putrefying people attacking them where they're just mm-hmm. trying to live their little right, lives like, like John Podesta it, just, it kills me like like John Podesta and his artwork showing kids oh. hanging in an empty swimming pool hanging with their underwear down a man how can this person be in any, any kind of any, any church hey you know what though? I, I do a ranting points I don't know if you've ever seen the whole program but a ranting points at the, at the beginning of the program I, I kind of get a little bit political but I have fun with it but I just remembered that John Kerry came out the other day talking about the world's going to end because of climate change you know we've got to keep that scare out of there you talk about fear and stuff it's climate porn but he had two black eyes and I said wait a minute what oh, the hell no. I said I, I've seen that before so I googled it and sure enough I don't know how many times the, the boy had two black eyes. You he know he's in some kind of satanic yeah. ritual, punching him right in the eyeballs and right in the damn head. Okay, let's get on to something else here. Uh, okay. uh, did the Lord speak to you about the end times? This is from Doreen. Yes, he has. Uh, he, he told me that everything in the scripture is accurate. And I, I've gotten on my knees many times and said, Lord, you know, what part do I play in this? Because it looks like we're on the 11th hour and the 59th minute. And the Lord is telling me, absolutely, the world is becoming more and more sick and dark. And people are are receiving demonic uh, entities to themselves. They're being manipulated by them. They are living in in such disgusting sin. And the Lord is showing me that he said, if they come out with holograms and say, oh, the Lord is over here or extraterrestrials are over there, he said to me, Terry, don't go. If somebody comes out and says, oh, the, the world is going to end tomorrow or the October the 19th at 8 o'clock, you know, blah, blah, blah. He said, Terry, don't go. He said, you wait on the spirit. You do not listen to man and his doctrines and all of his baloney you listen to me and I thought okay father I won't and 
one time in Florida, and I'll just share this real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to him and I said, Lord, the hurricane is coming right at us. It is coming right at us, right to St. Pete. It's going to come right in. And I heard the Lord say to me, do not leave St. Pete. Everybody, my pastor, they all booked rooms in a hotel in Orlando and they were saying, come on, come on, you know, all of us, we've got to go. And I'm like, well, what about the people that can't afford the, you know, the rooms in Orlando and all the rooms are booked up now? And I'm like, uh, uh, Lord, what do I do? What do I do? And I heard the Lord say, stay. I stayed. My family stayed. And they all laughed at me and said, oh, my God, you're crazy. Get out. And I thought, well, I'm not listening to you. You're the pastor. I don't listen to men. I'm not a respecter of people. I'm a respecter of God. First, I mean, it's not that I don't listen ever to people, you know, oh, look at my stinking lights. Crazy. But anyway, mm -hmm. uh, I just rebuke anything that tries to come against us. When you start preaching the word, craziness happens. <clears throat> but anyway, um, guess where the the uh, hurricane went? Um Orlando. Ah, see. And and everybody, all the pastor and everybody that had left and spoken against me and said, "Oh, I can't believe you're staying. You're so dumb. You know, you need you need to leave. You need to listen to the pastor." And I said, "Well, I don't listen to the pastor. I listen to God, and God has told me, and I'm quite sure I heard from Him." And hmm. uh, St. Pete was skipped right over. It went right to Orlando and devastated the place. <laughs> wow. Should listen to you. All right. Let's so get a couple. I'm going to just listen to God. <laughs> All right. I, I, I recommend that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, okay. So this question here is from Ozymandias. It says, Terry, what do you personally call people who understand your perspective? Um, just brothers and sisters, I guess, you know, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I don't have any terminology for anything like that. You know, if you understand it's because you're relating because your life hasn't been that easy and you've lived through a lot. And obviously you can identify with what I'm going through. Lots of Christians go through very, very frightening things and they never talk about it because who would they talk to it about? When I saw <clears throat> the extraterrestrial back in 1979, I went to my pastor and I told him, and I said, what do you do with that? And he goes, you shut up. And I went, oh, really? That's your answer. I'm coming to you with something that was Whoa. so freaking frightening, and I need help from a pastor, and you're telling me just shut up. Wow. Okay. Well, then I knew the only place mm -hmm. I can ever go with anything is going to be on my knees to the Lord. I mean, people could not relate but it could have been that God was just pulling us out and teaching us so that I can relate. And that's what I do at MUFON. I'm a field investigator, and I do work with people that are scared to death, and I put them at ease and tell mm -hmm. them it's it's okay, you know. Do you know uh, Chase Klosky? I do, yes. Uh, yeah, we had her on the show many times. Um great gal there she she's kind of that way too uh i think uh her story is originally she was sort of i don't want to say atheistic but more of a scientific thing a mindset until she started to discover that there's some kind of there's something else going on here and then we move into the realm of spirituality and she got the point i think she said at a gen 6 conference that she realized that she needed protection of the spiritual people uh 
because of what she what she was getting into what she was seeing and that so um i think we all could use some protection is there does, is everyone is everyone assigned angels well i've never myself i can only tell you what i know i've never met that angel i don't know if that's a fact i've had angels appear to me and give me messages uh, when I was five months pregnant with my first son, Jason, an angel of the Lord literally came to me and said, you'll have a son, 1973, you'll have a son, name him Jason. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. And and then I forgot about it. I named him Jason. Mm -hmm. uh, and back in 1973, by the way, you couldn't have a sonogram. There was no way you could have a sonogram. You just had to figure out what you were having and you got what you got and you accepted it and that was it, you know. Mm -hmm. And then two years later in 1975 I was about five months pregnant with Joshua and the exact same angel came to me I mean I he was exactly the same person dressed even exactly the same with the same voice and he said you'll have a son name him Joshua and I thought well there you go I didn't even have to name these boys okay and mm -hmm. I named them and you know I thought they were going to grow up to be these powerful men of God and I went out and spent some time with um, Leonard Ravenhill and Keith Green and you know mm -hmm. uh, the second chapter of Acts and a bunch of people Harvest all these groups because I also sang you know in the worship team mm -hmm. and so I was going to move to uh, Melody had asked me to move and be her uh, secretary out in Tyler and uh, I didn't do it but I spent time with this prophet and uh, I said to him, you know, I didn't even name my boys, and, and uh, they're going to probably grow up to be these great men. Nope, uh, uh, they didn't. Uh, they are now, but they went through some really bad times. I mean, they both got involved with drugs and smoking cigarettes and drinking. And, and I'm like, really, Lord, why did you tell me about these boys when I was going to have so much trouble? And I thought, ah, I'm quickly becoming what I will forever be in eternity, and I need to understand these things that other Christian mothers are going to go through. I need to know. And, you know, I was always kind of hurt that my boys weren't these perfect men of God preaching the gospel, lassoing every, every soul out there, you know, because that was my hope and my heart. But uh, it wasn't what happened. And so, uh, you know, I look back now, but they both mm -hmm. come back to the Lord, and they are both on fire, and they're really great guys mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. But, boy, you know, those teenage years and those 20s and 30s about killed me. <laughs> uh, you know, I told you at the beginning of the program, I was going to think of a question to ask you that I guarantee you've never been asked before. Okay. Okay, so you said that, no, you said you, uh, you missed the second chapter of Acts and Harvest, and so you sing in the church or whatever? Is that? I yes, I did. I don't go to church right now. I just moved okay, to so Paris. So you're a singer. Okay, really okay. Haven't been led anywhere yet. Okay, okay. So the question the question is, uh, do you want to sing a couple lines of your most favorite song? <laughs> well, that is something that uh, I have been asked before, but uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm not really prepared for that. <laughs> okay. All right, people, help me help me get, get get a question for the guest you never had. I thought for sure I'd get people you on that. You asked me, to, you know, would you like to sing something? And I'm like, oh, not really, you know. Yeah. Well, it was likely. <laughs> I need my music. I need my words. Okay. You know? Okay. 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 All right. Let's check our poll results here about what are aliens. And we're still at 40, well, no, we've moved. 48% said demons. 16% says humans from the future. 12% uh, says uh, we'll wait after the interview and beings from another planet. And then 8% said, we got some 8%ers down there, said uh, there's no such thing. Uh, Terry, what do, you, what do you say to people that, 
Is it possible that any of these aliens are from the future? This is, like you said during his broadcast, it's a whole big old world going on out there, and God has all kind of things he has done. Is it possible that somebody in the future has discovered how to do time travel? Um, I'm not positive about that. It isn't something that I can speak with any uh, real knowledge about because I have not time traveled. I do believe that we can remote view. I've done that. I do believe that we can leave our body and, and God can take us and give us, uh, you know, all sorts and manners of visions and that sort of thing. But as far as actual time travel, I haven't. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go with no. And uh, I don't think that there's anything in the scriptures that actually validates time travel. And if it's not in the scriptures, and I'm including Enoch in, mm -hmm. in the scriptures because I, you know, I believe it should have been included, and different books that I've read as well that were excluded, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't really speak to that. So until the Lord gives me more knowledge about it, I, I don't think so. And I don't think those extraterrestrials are us coming back um, because I have not ever experienced an extraterrestrial that has said to me, oh, by the way, in uh, 2092, you know, this happened or that happened. That has never happened to me. I can only share what I know. Mm -hmm. All righty. Uh, let's get to a question here. Is Nancy Pelosi inhabited by demons? Is Kamala <laughs> Cruella Harris, I'll call her Cruella, is her cackle, in fact, the sinister laugh of an evil entity? They are possessed, both of them, yes. As a matter of fact, many of those people are. They're actually puppets in Satan's hands, and he's utilizing them to do what he was, you know, what he fell to the earth to do, and that was to mislead. And his time is limited. And I try to remind people, even on Facebook and you know, I don't really do Twitter too much or anything mm -hmm. like that. It was too controversial for me. And um, but me, we, and different uh, things like that. I try to remind people that we're in the last days. You know, his his time is uh, limited, and mm -hmm. he's been in God's presence before. He knows what he's lost. What, he what, knows what he's fallen from. What should you know, what should Christians be doing in these final days? Praying, It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. This is what we need to be doing. There is no power on earth more powerful than prayer. Even though that seems like such a cliche thing, I guarantee you it works, it works, it works. My every day, in my every day, I'm not just talking to my husband or my sons or my grandchildren. I'm talking to God. I am talking to him all day long. And I mean like he's right there, like he's in the room with me. Mm -hmm. And and I'll just sit and say, well, Lord, what about that? You know, you got to be kidding me. And then I just get quiet and listen. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. and if he doesn't tell me right away, then I'll, okay, I'll talk about it tonight when I'm talking to you, when I'm falling asleep. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll pray again. You know, all right, we, have we this. need to be with God. Okay, all right, we have this question here. Is the Mandela effect real? The Mandela effect. <sighs> yes, probably. <laughs> okay. Um, this says, do you think all liberals are possessed by demonic spirits? I mean, now, we didn't come on the program to be political, but no, man, but there's one side that's promoting porn 
in, at grade school, baby, you know, kindergarten, uh, disown your parents, disown your gender. There's one, yeah. there's one party. Now that to make the other one right and everything they do, but one party is just filled with all this crap. Uh, don't call me him or her or who. Nobody knows what to say anymore. Don't salute the flag. Don't eat apple pie. Don't. Don't celebrate July 4th, Christmas, and this and that. I mean, stay in your house. I mean, lockdowns, submit to the... I mean, all that. Is, is there a generality there, man? I mean, the hordes of, from the pit of hell have risen. Are they among us? <laughs> well, yes. Um, but it's, you know, I wish I could just say it was the Democratic Party, but it isn't. I mean, there are people in you know the Republican Party who are just as possessed as Nancy Pelosi and the rest of them oh, yeah. and you know they're all doing what they're doing because they are not seeking God mm -hmm. look it's not about the Republican Party and the Democrat Party it is about being saved and not being saved loving mm -hmm. God or not loving God the mm -hmm. Lord said be hot or be cold or I will spit you out of my mouth mm -hmm. so we can't say well, God, you know, and when I was like maybe 20, I went before the Lord and I said, you know, how should I vote? And the Lord said, vote from the spirit, Terry. And I said, what does that mean? And he said, who supports the children? Who is wholesome? Who is supporting what is righteous? Who is supporting what is good? And I thought, okay, there you go. So I told everybody, vote from the spirit first. You know, look to see what are these people supporting. The reason I am so vehemently against the Democrats is because they want to kill children. They want abortion to be legalized. And they want um, gay and lesbian and all of this to be legalized. And they mm -hmm. want sacrifices to be legalized. They want the things legalized that are not the gifts of the spirit so what are the gifts of the spirit love joy peace goodness temperance you know mm -hmm. all these things so that's how we should be voting and some republicans are as dirty as some democrats oh yeah i don't know if there are righteous democrats right paul ryan i mean i go through a list of them liz cheney are. you know i mean i just don't george bush i mean george bush he got he had plenty well, of black eyes too i don't want to talk about that i mean you know they he in the he's in the black eye club he was a republican that was totally mitt romney God come on man every way shape mitt romney used to drive around Human trafficking come on yeah you know, I mean, you know he, he knew about what was going on you know Oh, with yeah. the Twin Towers. I mean, that was, oh, please. Man. It's nauseating Ooh. to me. 9-11 <laughs> was an inside job, huh? Yeah, it was an inside job. Yeah, it's all about greed and wow. power. Wow. If somebody has been, if somebody feels like they're being attacked by a demon, hounded, uh, in, uh, impregnated, whatever, from a demon, what should they do? Can can they cast it out themselves? they got to call you? they got to call a, a demonologist? And, and a follow-up question, why does it seem like, uh, the Catholics are doing all the casting now. They got they got all the exorcists. It's good to see that there's a, like a conventional, like yourself, conventional person <laughs> that could do it rather than some friar somewhere in a big long robe. But anyway, what should a person do if they got uh, if they're being attacked by e even aliens coming in? Well, um, that's a really loaded question. So um, I don't favor any church. I do know that unfortunately the Catholic Church is the richest church in the world. They have the biggest. Um, telescope on you know one of the bigger ones we have 
bigger ones now, uh, mm-hmm. but they for many many years had the biggest telescope. Mm-hmm. Now you'd have yeah, to what, say what, yourself, what if they see hmm, this? What if why? They, what if they see Pardon? this thing? What did what? What if they see this thing behind me? What okay. should what should well, they do? I always go to the Lord first, and even if you do see extraterrestrials that come into your home, or if you're driving and you see them in your car, um, wow! Please don't shoot at them. Uh, don't be negative. They are not um, negative to begin with. They're more benevolent than malevolent. Don't shoot them? If if you're going to shoot at them, that's going to be a problem because you're showing (laughs) anger and they already know you can't be trusted. We all say love and peace and God and everything and we pull out a gun and shoot somebody so they know we can't be trusted. Mm. But, you know, the thing is, is that they're there for a reason. I'm not always sure what the reason is, but if you go to God with it and, and you're talking to the Lord in your mind, if you're seeing these things like I do, I've never been hurt. It's never been a negative experience. I do have missing time. Maybe things happened I didn't know about. You know, okay, I'll give you that. But I, and I don't know about them. But um, I'm okay. You know, there's nothing wrong. I, I wasn't you know chopped up or <laughs> they didn't kill me they don't have that power only the lord has the power to take us home and then your other question let's see i answered two uh, of them well the catholic church i mean they have you know father balducci there's all these different uh exorcists that and why well, they always have a name like and that's the other thing the catholic church. They, they always have a name like babucci i mean what's up with that I know. well that's because that help the them? vatican and it's in rome and so uh-huh. you know they have all these people there that are doing these things but Nowhere in the scriptures does it say that the clergy is the only one who can cast out a demon. Jesus in the um, garden of, uh, or no, he was actually in the garrison tombs when the uh, man came up to him with afflictions and he was definitely possessed. And the, and the Lord said to him, and this is how, what I want to say is this is how you should do it. Mm -hmm. This is how I do it. The Lord looked at him and did he do any shaking of holy water? Did he do all this stuff? What did he do? He simply said this, who are you? (laughs) That's pretty stinking easy. Mm -hmm. And the demon said to him, I am legion. So what that taught me was a human could have many more than one demon at any time. You can have a legion. Now, I don't know. What's your, you know, concept of a legion? That's a mm-hmm. hell of a lot of demons. And so I'm thinking to myself, and then they said, don't cast us out. Don't kill us. Don't kill us. You know, send us over there to the swine. And I'm like, whoa. So they can be cast out, Father, with faith. Faith. And telling them, you don't talk to demons. So when demons come and you're having a problem in the house, if things are moving, lights are going on, you're seeing things, you don't talk to those things. You don't address those things. You rebuke those things and get rid of them. And you send them out. I send them out to the cows. Oh. And, or I send them into the bottom of you know the ocean in the eels. I got some ground wherever. squirrels. I, I got some ground Lord, squirrels. Where do you want me to send them? Just put it in my head. Show yeah. me 
where you want it. You I've want got, them in the pigs? You know, where do you want them? Yeah, you want I, them in I the got the groundhogs? I'll put them wherever you want them. Yeah, I, I got some ground squirrels. I, I I think they already got them, but I'm gonna put some more in there. So you're saying <laughs> You're saying I don't need to change my name to Danelli Aducci. No, you to, do to cast them out. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is trust the Lord. It says in the scriptures, He will teach you everything. The Holy Spirit will teach you everything. So if you need to do a deliverance, He's going to teach you that. Otherwise, God's a liar, and He's not a liar. So anything we need to know, He's going to teach us. We just have to be in communion and relationship with mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't go to pastors and, you know, people and like that John of God. I remember hearing about John of God. Oh my God, he's so holy. I'm like, really? And then we found out he was a pedophile. Whoa. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, this is why you don't follow people. And I don't want anybody following me. Go to your mm -hmm. scriptures, read your scriptures, and you can do what God says you can do. And you can know what God knows. You know, because he says he'll give you that wisdom. Mm -hmm. So we all have the power to do these things. He didn't leave us here without knowledge. He gave us the comforter. And he said, you know, why are you in amazement as you see me leave? I'm coming back again. And I've left the comforter with you who will care for you completely. Well, how many of us bought the, that truth? We'd rather believe some doctrine or some theology or some because it says Harvard or Princeton or MIT. We'd rather listen to that nonsense, the psychobabble of the world. I'd rather just listen to the words of God. And I always have, and I don't say that from a place of pride. I'm begging souls that are listening to listen to God because spirits are real, extraterrestrials are real, demons are real, they're in the Bible. You know, these things are real. And all of us, at some point of our lives, are going to have to deal with it. Mm. And God's given us the equipment to deal with it. We just don't believe God. <laughs> We're mm. not believing. Wow. We must believe who he is. And, uh, mm. and I think it says he is a rewarder of them that di diligently seek him. Seek him. Amen. Oh. All day long. It's not just a on Sunday because you showed up at some brick and mortar place mm -hmm. with stained glass windows. Keith Green used to call those stained glass tombs, and I would laugh. I'd think, oh, my gosh, that is too funny. They were. Okay, we've got a couple, couple last questions here. Uh, Viveka says, can Satan appear as an angel of light? Aren't all aliens fallen angels? No, they're not fallen angels. They're created beings. Um Yes, Satan is beautiful. He is not a demon with horns. He comes in many, many ways to us. Uh, lots of time through lust. Uh, he can come through just a sip of alcohol or a, one smoking of a cigarette. You know, he can mm -hmm. come through people that are influencing us to do something bad. And then the next thing you know, we're hooked or we're dependent. Mm. And then we become dependent. And these are things God tells us not to do. Sure, we can have some wine. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. But he doesn't tell us to get drunk. Mm -mm. And he rebukes drunkards. You know, and he rebukes those who are in lust and, you know, those who are filling their bodies and all of this. <laughs> Wish I had a cold one. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> I thought just one. popped in my head. Um, and I'm not saying you can't drink. He, he made the water turn to wine at the, you know. So, yeah, drinking is okay. Mm -hmm. Just don't do it in an excess. But this is 
Satan is an angel of light and he's powerful and he's not stupid and he's been here for centuries. We've been here for years. Like this, he's been here for centuries. He knows the human condition like the back of his hand and he knows what it's going to take for us to stumble and he is always going before the Lord and pointing fingers at how inept we all are and how not in tune with God we all are. He's our accuser. So he is going to come as, a, as something that you desire. But before mm. you move forward, check it out with God. Something the Lord told me when I was in my 20s, he said, Terry, traffic every thought. And I'm like, okay, you know, you're going to know somebody's lie, a liar when they're lying to you. You're going to know somebody's a thief when they've stolen from you. Traffic every thought and, and watch what comes in. There was a little song that I used to teach the kids, and I used to say, be careful little ears what you hear and be careful little eyes what you see. Would you and, like to sing it? Yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but <laughs> okay, one more but, question. One more question here for you. Um, this is from uh, this is my story. Do we reincarnate back to Earth over and over? That is such a good question, and I have I have searched the Lord about that. You know, is it double jeopardy? Do we keep coming back? Do we keep having to find you? Are there? Do we make mistakes? Do you send us back? Is reincarnation for real? I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. I wish I really, I have searched my soul on that particular thing for my entire life. Since I became a Christian in 1973, I have asked the Lord, is that real? Or do we do, is this not a dress rehearsal? We're here now, we learn now, we receive now, and then you move us on. To be absent, from the body is to be in the presence of the Lord but it doesn't say that he doesn't cause us to come back you know maybe maybe we come back until we get this right I don't know I don't know if if living on earth is kind of like a purgatory if you will I don't know I mean Catholics have said that you know maybe it's a purgatory well because I don't know I can't tell you I can just say please seek God because I'm seeking him too and you know, he hasn't told me. <laughs> mm. uh, well, uh, Terry Lynn, we're here at the end of the broadcast. Anything you'd like to say before we close this thing out? No, but uh, not really. Uh, thank you for having me. It's been wonderful, and uh, it's always good to just talk about the Lord. It's just refreshing for me. But if anybody does have questions, um, they can go to Terry Ling. Uh, dot com and there's a place there where you can put in questions and you can also read about about 135 or 40 of my personal experiences with mm -hmm. the Lord and with extraterrestrials and with demons throughout mm -hmm. my life I've shared them like I said for my children and uh, you know I do talk about the fact that my mother had seen extraterrestrials my oldest brother had seen extraterrestrials and my son was with me one time when we saw them so that kind of thing the Lord has validated to me through a lineage of our family there has been a connection there um, and those things do happen so if you have questions I'm you know I'm definitely here for anybody anytime okay well, Terry, appreciate you coming on the broadcast. Can we have you on again sometime? 
Of course, anytime. Thank you. I'd appreciate you. Have a safe evening and keep casting those devils out. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Y'all have a good night. All right, everybody. That was Terry Lean Kill talking about demonology. And, uh, man, they's out there, and you might be suffering from them. So I, I, I recommend going to her website there and then uh, listen to some of the stories because we couldn't cover it all tonight in this two-hour broadcast. We'll be back next week with another great guest. Don't forget to tell a friend, and uh, you can uh, see this video. It'll be uploaded on our website here. Probably takes usually about an hour before it gets up there, and then we'll put the Randy points up there uh, on our Rumble channel too as well. You can always listen to the show 24 hours a day on our TuneIn radio program. Daniel Ott... For the edge. Bye-bye.
the starry crown, good Lord, show me the way. I knew I had to start 
So I took that step and I went falling straight in through his heart. The first thing that I noticed coming out the other side, hey, all my fears had vanished. He taught me how to fly. There's a cosmic cowboy, and he rides a starry range. He's a supernatural cowboy. He is dressed up kind of strange. To think I, I nearly missed him, and out there on the run. But that old hat that he's wearing is shining bright into the sun.